What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Random Car Guys. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode. Uh, got a couple on the podcast today. I think the first couple we've had on the Random Car Guys podcast, uh, Tana and Sophie Fox. Um, Tana, how many times do you get mistaken for the YouTuber Tana Fox? Oh, my God. Uh, like, look-wise, never, but on Facebook, <laughs> Facebook. on Facebook, I have... Tons of messages from random people <laughs> like, Tanner, send me a PlayStation. That's all I want. Like, uh, so much. Like, I remember wild. when we first got together, like, he would go into his, like, Facebook messages and it would be, like, literal children being like, Tanner Fox, I love you so much. Like, I look up to you. And I'm like, and I had actually never heard of the YouTuber Tanner Fox. Yeah. So I was like, are you a YouTuber? Like, do I not know something? Yeah. And then he introduced me to Tan- Tanner Fox's YouTube. <laughs> like, oh, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This kid. Yeah. This, this, well, he was probably a kid back then, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, great. Well, first of all, how did you guys meet? Because you're from, you're from back home. Yeah, I'm from the UK. Well, I've yeah. been here since 2013. Okay. And I went to school here, went to high school here. I saw 2013, I came when I was about, just turned 15. Okay. And then um, we, I always like joke that we met on Instagram, but um, we had, we were both, I don't even, I'm not even going to say that like I was in the car scene. Absolutely wasn't. I was one of the, I was like a bystander of the car scene. Sure. And um, we had, I think we had kind of brushed paths at a car meet. Um, but, and I'm actually, it's really embarrassing, but I actually tried to talk to him at the car meet and he never looked up at his phone to me. And then, um, which that's fine. It was humbling. I needed it. It's fine. <laughs> and then a few years later, I found his Instagram um, account, and he had a he had a uh, well. You can talk about it. But he had a GT five hundred with like unique striping on it, and I was like, I think I've seen this before. I think I've seen this before. And then I just kind of followed you, found you on Facebook, added you on Facebook, found you on Snapchat, added you on Snapchat. I was complete like, stalker. I complete stalker. I was like, you I succeeded. Yes. <laughs> yeah. End game. It worked. My efforts proved to be successful, but yeah, I was like, I think I've met this guy before. I think I've met him, but yeah. So I always tell people we technically met on Instagram, but yeah. Nice. Tana, is that how you remember it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shortly after that, um, we got married pretty quick. Yeah. 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 We got married about two months. Good for you. Yeah. I was nine months. I thought mine was quick. You're right, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. You, it's one of those things where, like, I really hate to be cliche, but I feel like you just kind of know. Yeah, you do, yeah. But mm-hmm. you're also, like, you're already, you wouldn't get married for a green card, right? No. I kind of was. Right. <laughs> well, it was, I say that. It was, I was getting married fast so I could work, continue to work, because I was on my college visa to come here. Oh, but. no, gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah. no. My dad is from Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Lived in Oklahoma his whole life. Moved to Miami, Florida for work. Yeah. And then he was in the music industry. And then he did, uh, he was, he, he created the rival of MTV. It was called the Box Network Television, uh, the Box Television Network. And so they shipped my poor hippie dad from Oklahoma, more Oklahoma yeah. to the, to Miami, Florida in the middle of the eighties in the music industry. Wow. Yeah. And, um, and so then they were like, we're going to take it to Europe. So he, they shipped him to London and then he bounced back and forth between Barcelona and London. Then my mom, she's from Sweden. Wow. She, okay. Her family moved to the UK and they happen to be next door neighbors. Great. And so I've got dual citizenship, um, US and UK. Yeah. And just vibing. Just Do you still living. have a really strong accent for being here since you were 15? So I'll be honest with you, I definitely like work on it. 
Okay. Because like I there's there's sometimes that I'll get really like relaxed in conversation. That's and I'll, how I've got. And I and I hear myself. And I'm like, who is that? That is not me. Um, but I because I'm I'm yeah I'm proud I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud yeah. of where I'm at. But I got like picked on really bad at American high school for my accent. Of course, my, of course. you know. Yeah, moved to, Yeah. Well, I went to Norman High School. And I only went there because of the swim team, because I was a swimmer back home. And I didn't like the swim team, but me and my dad lived in Noble. Mm -hmm. And so I said, you know, can I please just move to Noble? It's closer, blah, blah, blah. He said, yeah, of course you can. And, um... I mean, it was the noble was like a country town. Like there's, there was no there's one. Nothing there. And I kept quiet as long as I possibly could. And now I won't say like they weren't, they weren't nasty to me. It was like kind of like the new shiny thing at school, and everyone kind of wanted to, you know, to hear it and see it. So like every time there was anything reading wise, like it was us. And I just hate. I don't really like attention, and I, I, I just hated that so much. So I really tried to lose my accent mm-hmm. when I first got here because I was so insecure about it. And going to the drive-throughs and like not being like, "Can I get some water, please?" And they're like, "Water? What's that?" And I'm like, "It's so so." I really do like. I love my accent and I love having it, but I definitely like have to work on keeping it because when you're surrounded by. When you're the only one, basically, that sounds like yeah. that, it you stick out like a sore thumb, and I, I don't like it. <laughs> I told my husband, I was like, when we were, I was like, I was like, you're gonna be the odd one out. It's gonna be the first conversation I've like had in the in the US <laughs> yes. where you have the accent and not me. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. And the things for me, like it's it's water, lettuce, and tomatoes are the two big oh, things. Oh yeah, right? tomato. And then as oh. soon as I go home, I get so much crap from my friends. Of like, you sound like such American. And, I'm, and then my wife's like, your accent's really thick. I can't understand you. And I'm like, what do you mean? So I guess step off the you're plane too like, you're too Brit like you're too British for yeah. American. You're too American for to to you Brit friends and your family because I, I hear that all the time my brother moved out here just a few years ago and he's still got a very thick he's a bit of a pikey but he's got a very thick accent and um I haven't heard that word in so long <laughs> so pikey. He, he really is he's a bit of, he, he's, a, he's a massive chav if we're being honest yeah. I, he'll never listen to this but like he's a massive chav he has his velvet adidas track suits on and a lot of Burberry oh yeah. yeah um Fred Perry yeah the works and he will um like I'll say something and he'll repeat it back to me in like an exaggerated Kardashian accent. He's like, "Oh, okay then." And I'm like, "Shut, Shut up." up. <laughs> Brilliant. So, obviously you guys meet finally after being tracked, basically Tanner and <laughs> you get hunted married, down. Hunted down. <laughs> so, you didn't really So, you didn't grow up really in the car scene then back, you know, like growing up then. No, 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 no. So like um Obviously, we exist more in like a drag racing industry yeah. here. And I, I truly, when I first moved out here to Oklahoma, I had no idea drag racing was a thing back yeah. home. Now, come to find out, we have one of the best tracks yeah. and some of the greatest drag racing, um, which is a... I'm like, if I just would have known about this just a few years, but no. So like me and my dad, we grew, well, I, he didn't grow up. I grew up with him um, watching Formula One, MotoGP, um, all of that, like... I want to say like really high caliber mm-hmm. l- level of racing to where it's not, I feel like here you watch drag racing and you're like, I can do this. Like I could just go take my beta daily and run it down the track. But when you're watching like Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. and all of that level, you're not like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Let me do it. I can do that. Yeah. So I, I, I grew up as a like, spectator and enthusiast of kind of racing mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, but I never really thought that, 
I would ever really kind of be a participant yeah, until yeah. we moved to my dad's house when he moved out here to Noble, Oklahoma. Because he moved back. He moved back in 2012. And I moved out a year after him. And our house was um, across the street from Thunder Valley Raceway yeah. in Noble. So you hear the cars at night asked friends at school like what is that and then just kind of found it and was like oh well like anyone can do it yeah so that's kind of how i felt i found the found a sport that was relatively cheap to get into yeah yeah. and it just mattered how fast you wanted to go how much money you wanted to put into it but it was still something endless and oh my gosh endless but it was still something that i felt was um interesting entertaining and just, you just see any on uh, a Friday night test and tune, you just see everything out there yeah. just running down the track so that's so yeah so I didn't I don't really say I grew up in the car scene I didn't even when I moved out here I wasn't even really in the car scene like kept up with it you know on social media new people in this new of people in the scene but I mean I never had anything cool still yeah. don't but <laughs> yeah Tanner I assume is the total opposite for you uh, oh, when I was younger, I don't know, like none of my family was into it really. Uh-huh. So I didn't, we had a neighbor in a trailer park we lived in when I was like five years old. Yeah. That's back when like Fast and Furious and all that was coming out and popping. Well, the neighbor kid's dad was really into the Honda stuff. And it, I, that, and me and him were good friends. That kind of got me into it, but it wasn't really till like high school I started like really getting into it had a new edge Mustang thought it was the fastest thing out there um I don't know wouldn't tell I was older really yeah but then did you so did you like when when you when you're growing up do you think I'm gonna get find a job in and around cars not really because you you're also like really into the bike thing now right yeah see I'm more definitely into the bike stuff nowadays like I don't, I don't know. I got a bike and it just kind of took over me, honestly. I have yeah. way more fun doing it. Um, I don't, well, I shouldn't say way more fun. It's like more satisfying to make a good pass rather okay. for me. I don't know why. Like just, there's some feeling it gives me that a car never did. Yeah. I think yeah. it's more intense because when you're in a car, obviously, granted, I've never been down the track in a very fast car. Sure. But you feel everything on the bike. Like you physically feel the wind. Like yeah, you, it yeah. makes it, you know, you're going fast, you know, you're going fast, but it just feels like on steroids. And, right. and like the, that's the smallest kind of like, if you just ever so slightly just lean too much, the whole, it just, it's extension of you. It's very, I tell, cause all, all my girlfriends, all for the most part race cars. Yeah. So, and I love it. I, lo- I think that's amazing. Um, we do bike stuff because it's uh, cheap, much cheaper. Much, cheap, much cheaper <laughs> to go a lot faster. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but in, of course, we do. I do prefer bikes as well. Um, I've always been interested in motorcycles. Um, in fact, my dad would never... Act, my dad had motorcycles, but he never would even consider helping me get a motorcycle or teaching me because he was like, you're going to absolutely just kill yourself. Like, I'm not even going to let you. And then when I met Tana, married Tana, and... He, my, my dad knew that he was really into into motorcycles and we came, came home to him one time and I said yeah so I'm buying a motorcycle this weekend he was like oh, I hope it's some 250cc and I was like no it's a, it's a litre bike it's a, it's a thousand cc it's a you know, Suzuki Jixxon 1000 and he, my dad is a very well, he was a very chill man and he looked at my husband and I thought he was going to just reach across the room. <laughs> he was definitely ready to kill me. He was yes. pretty pissed. Yeah. Yes. But he, he quickly, I mean, like, he's one of those things where I think that, because I've never ridden a sport bike before. 
Yeah. So to, to hear a, a newbie get on a litre bike, yeah. it's just a recipe for disaster. But I think if you take your time, and thankfully, we got my bike as soon as COVID hit. Oh, so you had loads of time to really so get used to it. So I worked for the government at the time. They sent me home, work from home, yeah. you know, and then all the schools were out. So I followed, he, would take, he took my bike to a school parking lot. It was empty. Yeah. So we just spent uh, several days just... Stopping and starting, turning and leaning and all of that stuff. So, and then when we got onto the roads, there was nobody on the bloody roads. Yeah. So it was really, it was, it was like. Best the, time to learn. It was the best time to learn. And he always told me, he said, it's all in the wrist. It's all in the throttle. If you can control your wrist, you're going to be just fine because a 600 cc, it's going to kill you just as, just as much as a thousand sure. yeah, yeah, liter yeah. bike or thousand liter. A liter bike yeah. will do the same thing. But there is a very different feeling doing it on a bike than a car. But he, this man is sitting here saying he prefers bikes, but I hear every single day, I just want a turbo LS. I want something with a turbo LS. I, just, I mean, I just really want this one, someone with it. I can, I can do an LS turbo build. Like, and so yeah, that's our, that's our battle yeah, yeah, back yeah. and forth. So when you both get into the bike thing, then sort of like close enough together that you're like, Hey, we can do this together. And it's like, I mean, I, oh, I've never been on a, I mean, I have, but I haven't mm-hmm. at, at, at speed scares the shit out of me honestly <laughs> uh, and especially like back home like growing up back home like you all see those bikers who are just like going out mountain roads and they seem to be having a great time um, whereas out here obviously it's just like you extend the back wheel and do the drag racing thing mm-hmm. which again is you know you've, you've got to be pretty confident or you know have have some uh, some balls on you I think to do that because <laughs> like and I guess I, I, I totally get what you're saying as well with the you know like that, that satisfaction from a good pass right because you're just like you know it's it's not just like foot brake, launch it as soon as the lights hit green, mm-hmm. right? Like you've got to clutch and all the whole thing mm-hmm. with the bike too, right? Like it's, yeah. it, there's a skill to it as well mm-hmm. as like not just planting your right foot as fast as possible. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it's also pretty cool too because like uh, I don't know if you follow like any of the stick shift stuff, like these mm-hmm. clutches coming out for them now where they like, you just like dump the clutch and it slips for you. Oh, like wow. the, So like the bikes have that same clutch set up in it like we just let go and it just goes like you don't have to ride it or slip yeah. it nothing I mean I would like to experience it at some point I'm sure I will one day but yeah my uh, my, gra- my great granddad raced bikes back like street race bikes in the UK back in the day oh yeah so and then my granddad was a police officer and he's like you're never ever getting a motorcycle <laughs> he's like I've seen too many bodies it's not gonna happen I was like yeah great street so, riding like, freaks me out to yeah. no extent and especially out here and everyone's on their phone it's and not even that just like no one knows how to drive here yeah. even fully paying attention no one knows what they're doing yeah. um but the street riding stuff so i have always when i came to america and i learned what drag racing was i have always always more i was always into motorcycles but i had never really had that desire like we when we both had street bikes we'd like run down the road to like pops or something we'd street ride a little bit here and there but like from a like a roll race aspect I, I was never good at it I was never competitive at it I never really tried it because that was all that was all him he was he knew yeah. what he was doing he was very smart which, which I know that sounds that sounds so ironic saying that you you're gonna you're gonna race a bike and but be smart about it but he really does have a kind of a finesse and he understands yeah. these things to a point where I don't so I'm like I'm just not going to push my luck. I'm going to keep it on the track. I keep it as controlled as possible. But something that I thought was really funny, the first time I drag raced a motorcycle, had a true hand clutch. So you did have to manually 
like let it out yourself mm-hmm. oh there's a reason there's no videos of me <laughs> on the track because that was a nightmare it was not fun it was not good it was horrid and uh he always his his the bike he has now that he drag races it has uh, an mtc and a, a slider clutch mm-hmm. and um he would always tell me, he's like, it's, it's very easy to ride these bikes. It's very easy. And I would, you just see these, these extreme bikes. They don't look like a stock bike. They're stretched. They have this, they have that. They just look like you need a PhD to understand how they, how to ride one. And then I got, I got on mine because my, my, my white bike now has the same clutch as him. Mm-hmm. And I took one pass on it and I was like, this is the most fun. Like, you get that pit in your stomach, like but the good kind of like adrenaline. And I was like, I'm going to have a lot of fun on this bike. Mm. But it was incredibly easy to, to, to ride. I mean, OK, I may not be the fastest or the best out there on it, granted, but it overall was a very easy application to kind of maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now she's hooked. Now yeah. she's hooked, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and back to the cost thing too, right? Like... You know, you could spend a lot of money in both, but also like the speed that you can achieve with the bike is a lot cheaper than the speed you need to equivalent speed you can achieve mm-hmm. with the car, right? And again, that feeling of like, you know, I, I always remember driving like a classic mini back home. And you're, oh, like, yeah. you're doing 40 mile an hour and it feels like you're in 140 because yeah. it's right. like a box on the <laughs> right. tiny, right? No, like I actually had a friend in high school that had one of those. I saw one today actually at the car. Yeah. Cars and coffee. Yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was a guy, a guy from the UK, a guy, some English guy, was like talking about it. It's like he's deep talking to some other guy in about the whole thing. I'm like, okay, this guy knows his stuff. I'm not gonna like break into that conversation. Right. One, I don't have the time for it. Right. <laughs> like, two, I'm really not that interested. Uh, but yeah, it's super, super exciting. And then obviously, I think what you're mostly or now getting a lot known for, right, is the women and wheel side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, quite proud of that. Yeah. So. That has that come out? Did you work because you work at Holly Performance, right? Yes, Tana, where do you work at? Ah, uh, FedEx Freight. Okay, so do you like do you? I assume you're working for Holly Performance first before the wheels, no? no? So tell me how then now this wheels and women comes apart, comes about. So it's so funny, like I just remember. So again, like I'd been a kind of a bystander of like the core, a, the quote unquote core scene of mm-hmm. Oklahoma, and I just remember like. I kept thinking, like, there's got to be other women out here that just want friends that understand this stuff and just have a, a, you know, an interest in it that we can, you don't have, like, I wanted a group of girls that we could go out to dinner and, you know, also, like, someone got, oh, you know, I got a, got this new new clutch for my race car and I got a new tray, I'm so excited, and, like, you can kind of, like, have that kind of sisterhood of, that's so exciting, yeah. you know, and I wanted, I wanted not just like myself to, cause I got some friends that I met in high school that I'm still best friends with to this day. And I could tell them, Oh, I just, you know, I, I dropped my 60 foot time down and my reaction time was better. And they wouldn't have a single idea what I'm talking yeah. about, but they would be like, hell yeah, go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it, it was, it was always like this kind of weird desire for me to have like a, um, a group of women that wasn't just like, something for for PR like you know how sometimes companies will do like an all women thing and you just like know you're doing this for taking a box yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like and I just didn't want that I didn't want it to be just like this like participation like look I'm a woman and Mm -hmm. I have a wrench and I'm just doing it like I just wanted like real chicks that were really doing it that just really were interested in this so it became a private Facebook group 
and it just became something we did dinners and we just did secret santas and we just did like this i mean wasn't really anything like yeah. it was a lot of fun and i met so many of my friends i'm still really good really good friends with to this day and if you'd have told me well us if you'd have told us back then where we would be in like two and a half years uh-huh. yeah i don't think i would have believed you and i so so chase um co-owner street car takeover used to live in oklahoma at the time was living in oklahoma and i had a mutual friend um, Joanna, who lives up in Michigan, Joanna and her husband Brian are good friends of ours, um, but they were friends with Chase. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, was like streetcar takeover. I mean, we've been going to streetcar takeovers even before we met. We were both going to streetcar takeovers. A long time. Yeah. Long time. And I mean, that's this is kind of I've, the first one was in OKC because one of, of the first ones. One of the first ones, yeah. So it was streetcar takeovers were you know obviously very known around here, and I just remember hearing kind of through the not through the grapevine but like on social media that chase had um had a daughter and he was a really big family man and he was i mean he is a big family man he absolutely loves his wife and loves his family and i just remember talking to joe one day and saying hey do you think chase would be interested in um letting us sponsor a fastest female award Mm -hmm. for this oh my god it was that was at the end of 2020 so for 2021 um and they're just any chick at any event who just had the fastest quarter mile time like we'd you know throw some cash and a little like prize you know to make it fun because again like even when we were this tiny little, little facebook group i always had like this like principle and this core value of you support the women who are out there doing it mm-hmm. and you that's who I wanted to always highlight and um, so I remember I, I, Joe was like oh my god he would absolutely love that you here's his number get in touch with him and I remember I went to um, on his shop one day to like have a meeting with him about it and he goes ah this like man this this idea like it's good but I just think we could do so much better you should just travel with us host the women's class come to every one of our events and just get more women involved. And I was like, we are poor. That's a big commitment. We are poor. (laughs) And, but it, it, it was a very weird, like the way everything fell into place. I still don't really understand how it happened because we were coming out of the pandemic and I had been sent home for, to work from home. Mm -hmm. I, we, I mean, I accrued like 200 hours of PTO. And so in 2021, he, this man looked at me. He was like, we're not doing that. He was like, I would love to. Um, I, it's not that I don't believe in it. Yeah. We do not even have the funds yeah. to even imagine doing this. And I was like, I was like, no, I, I, I always, man, I, was, I grew up with this like really weird, like my dad instilled this weird mindset in me. You can do anything you want. And that's really cliche. But like you, if there's something that I want, like I'm going to get it. Yeah. And that's not like a kick and stomp my feet until someone gives it to me like I will figure a way to make this happen and so I was like okay so like let's look at these costs we're not going to do the full season we'll we'll do like we'll do we'll we'll choose the closest ones and we'll we'll do the closest ones it's gonna you know be this and this and all that good stuff and you know I I was going back to work and then getting off I love to tell the story because I'm really so proud of like how hard we both worked to make it happen and us getting off work um, coming back to, we lived in Edmond at the time, and then I was going to in around my neighborhood and cleaning houses. And I would pack my 
you know, S550 Mustang, which is very spacious, mind you. And I pack it full of cleaning stuff and a vacuum and a mop. And I was cleaning houses and shoving all of my money in like a jar. And that's how we funded um, the t-shirt design and the first batch of t-shirts. So then we started selling the t-shirts and seeing a little bit more of the money come in. And we reached out to some companies who wanted to maybe sponsor us. And we got a few on board enough to kind of kick the season off. And we just were, we've worked so hard and we've, been so careful with every move to make it happen mm-hmm. and so but we've been doing that for a, a while and I ended up um I was still I, so I worked for the government but I worked at a prison I worked at a maximum security male prison where's that um Lexington it's like oh yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah so I worked there and um I sat my boss down I was like look you're gonna hate me but I have to take off like nine weekends and thankfully, it was really just like Mondays and uh, Fridays and Mondays. Yeah. Um, but because I had the PTO stashed from uh, mm-hmm. the pandemic and because this man has never taken a vacation in like 10 years, he had stacked up his PTO and we were able to make the first year happen. And yeah. then it, as it was nearing the end, we both realized that I was not going to be able to do it again next year. And we were basically had we had such a successful year that we were planning on doing every streetcar takeover next year. Yeah. So, you know, Florida, Michigan, East Coast, West Coast, and we knew that we could make it happen, but I, we, I just couldn't be at my job and do it. So then I saw that Holly Performance was hiring and I've been in digital marketing for so long. Yeah. So I kind of just found my place with them and they're extremely supportive of I'm sure they appreciate you being in the car scene as well. They love that too, because you'd be surprised not... Holly Performance is such a unique beast because you go to the HQ and like people, we have so many employees and like you'll get one of our employees who is just like gung-ho into Jeep Cherokees. Like that's his thing. And then you have this one guy who just, he only likes, you know... C6, Z06s. Uh, but like everyone is in their really weird niche industry. So it's so, because like in the marketing, there's really nobody into drag racing in the marketing department. So it's it's just such a, it's such a unique place to, to, to work and meet people. But they've been very supportive and um, I mean, they've been, they were a sponsor of us this past year and they want to continue to sponsor the class this year. So it's been, again, like, I don't know how everything fell into place awesome. and made yeah. it happen, but it kind of did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like, because you start with, like you said, like, you know, working extra hard, like working a second job, cleaning houses, stuffing money in a jar. And then, you know, then you, you just, you, you have to be smart with your money because you don't have a lot of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then by doing it, you build everything the right way and you're not, you're not like throwing money at something thinking, Oh, I hope this works. If it doesn't, we'll figure it out and spend more money. Like you're oh, really yeah. learning how to do things when mm-hmm. you do it. And then, like you said, you start selling t-shirts and you see in that revenue come in, you're like, Oh, we should design another t-shirt or have more merch. And that's how we can fund this. Mm-hmm. That's basically uh, what we did. And it funded each trip for us. So like, uh, also too like the first year we were doing it Chase would be like oh man dude Charlotte you guys definitely have to come to Charlotte and we're like dude I don't know dude, that's and then, like and then we're like, yeah. and then we're like oh, screw it we're just going yeah. and we went and it ended up being like on it like it like it just struck a fire that one was so big and just opened up our eyes yeah and it just like, sold out everything like yeah so you, sold you went everything. with like a tent and everything and yeah. like with mm-hmm. a bunch of merch and like that's the tough part too is like you've got to invest in all that money and all the to take the merch yeah. right yeah, a custom tent yeah, is exactly. not cheap Mm-mm. and that's yeah. our second one yeah because yeah. we we went um it's actually funny we got a sponsor because oh my so like we've never had 
like flat out we've never had money yeah. we've never had lots of cash we've never had like we've just you know and so when we were looking at all the expenses I was trying to keep him from having a brain aneurysm I'm like it's okay we're gonna make it happen I promise and like I've always had this we I think he came from a more reserved upbringing <laughs> of um kind of not I don't want to say like penny pinching but like what is worth investing in right now? Yeah. yeah. And which is totally understandable. I came from the same place. Yes. Yeah, 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 I totally get it. And I grew up with one parent who had a lot of freedom financially and didn't have to worry about a lot of things. Yeah. And I mean, my stepdad had an R8, like I, but then my dad's house, I, uh, he just always had this, he had this like unique ability to make anything happen because he was so diverse at least diver, that's not a word but we'll, we'll say it is sure. and uh, he was so skilled in everything he did he'd be like oh well you know what we want to do we want to go to America to see our family yeah. this year so I'm just going to take more website clients to make it happen oh, right. and that's kind of how I was raised so we, we had a very like interesting conversation at the beginning of this kind of venture because he you know, Tana was saying like, we, our paychecks do not equal this. So how are we going to do it? Rightfully so. Cause like, yeah. you don't want to just like dump everything on a whim and hope. Put it on the credit card right. and never talk about it. Yeah. Cause that is actually one thing that we both agreed on was like credit cards. Like we would, like credit cards bad. Like we don't want credit card debt. And which is, you know, is a whole conversation to be had about that. Yeah. But that's how we were raised. So I was like, I'm not getting loans. I'm not getting credit cards, if we cannot make this happen through investor sponsors and being meticulous in how we spend our money and how we invest our money, then I'm not going to, we're not going to do it. And I agreed that was from him. And I agreed with that. I was like, I don't want to just dump everything on a whim that it just works out somehow. Um, but we got, we, we secured about, I just remember thinking, I've been like, there's times where we go through that. I just feel so embarrassed talking about what we do and I don't know why it's a really weird like mindset in what way because like I think that drag racing is so like macho manly like sure. you know the biggest the baddest blah 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 and then I'm trying to I think what we have is a, I love it but it's there's such a weird vibe when you approach people you don't know and you immediately go well it's a women's class and they immediately think it's eyewash and they immediately mm -hmm. think it's oh so yeah. they're gonna be out there in their husband's car and everything and then and like I mean some some women did and that's yeah. fine it got them into drag racing and now they have their own car but it's a very it's always a weird conversation to have with people because you've you got 10 seconds to sell somebody to listen to the rest of your speech mm -hmm. and so it's almost like well we, it's a woman's class but it's really good it's probably you know blah, blah, blah. And, and so it's always like a very weird it's a really weird conversation that we we, we keep having with people but uh, and I just remember thinking I remember we, we spent like oh my god we spent like 500 bucks on the shirt design because the design was very intricate lots of logos mm -hmm. a lot of time um, and then we had to buy the t-shirts and I just remember thinking there's not one soul that's going to buy this bloody t-shirt. Yeah. Nobody wants this stuff. And the opening weekend, we, we had like 50 plus online orders for our t-shirt. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And then you, you kind of just like snowboard from there. And then, you know, you just think about how, because I always thought like, well, they bought one shirt. What, how are they going to, why, they're not going to come back and buy another one, like the same one. Mm -hmm. You have to expand. So let's make some designs that, are not brand specific and build from that and blah 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 but it, we were very 
I mean, our first year we got about, I think it was $9,000 in sponsorships. Yeah. And that basically funded the first tent, custom tent. Um, it funded a lot of like the merch um, that, like it, it replenished what we had spent sure. on the merch. And it kind of got us in a, you know, business bank account, all the legal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we kind of went from there. Um, and then in our second year, we had such a successful first year. So many, and like, that's what our biggest thing was. Okay, Charlotte, it's going to be $1,800 in, in fuel to get there. And back. And yeah. back. But think about, we're bringing this to the East Coast. People are going to buy our shirts on the East Coast. People are going to hear about us on the East Coast. And well, not only did we agree to go and sell out, but we met so many people at that event that that kind of snowballed into partnerships mm -hmm. and more exposure and, and you know now, because of Charlotte we're working with UTI on a lot of stuff yeah like Universal we, Technical Institute and NASCAR it's, it's just it's crazy how life has changed and this short amount of time honestly well it's awesome and it's just the beginning right mm -hmm. it, which is I like I, it's funny because like I said we both were raised not like living super lavishly so like we're kind of already we're bracing for it to something to happen because I'm like this is yeah. what is going on like I don't understand this but but yeah and like some events we I always told him I was like if we just make our overhead mm -hmm. and we can can I don't care if we break a profit it is worth it to go there. And it worked out because we did 9,000 in our first year on sponsorships. In our second year, I think we were just under $50,000 in sponsorships yeah. from companies saying, oh my God, I love what you're doing. Yeah, here's $5,000. I want to get involved. Yeah. And you know, and and that is, that really helps solidify us as a, as a real series because we had people like Holly Performance, Vengeance Racing, BTR, backing us saying no actually this is a legit thing this mm -hmm. isn't eyewash yeah. this isn't right you know well and also like once you get one or two big names the others fall like dominoes because they know oh if holly's in and they're pretty big like we're obviously in you it's like you've kind of been um you've been what do you call it like, like vetted or vetted, something yes yeah. that's the word you've been vetted and they're like oh if these people sponsor if these people sponsor you and think you're legit then then you know so you've done the hard work right it's just kind of meeting the people going mm -hmm. to all the events and that's the good part about the fact that you know you know being with chase and teaming up with those guys and traveling on their schedule is they're everywhere so you're always going to go to a different state mm -hmm. and meet someone and even if that one shop in a different state just sponsors you while you go to that state right it covers expenses or whatever mm -hmm. Because they get all the exposure from it, you know, and it's, then you it's have a, fifty-two different states of sponsors, right? right exactly, each time and it and like I, you know, or however many states there are. Sorry, I think fifty. Doesn't matter. Yeah, there's a few. We'll just say forty-eight up here. Yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> and it, it was one of those things where it was like I just remember I just remember trying to talk to everybody I possibly could because if you gave me more than two minutes of your time, yeah. I would sell you on this yeah. because it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, and, and yes, like I come from a marketing background, so I understand how like the marketing dollars work and it is a great thing to invest in mm -hmm. marketing wise because it's great PR. Yeah. I mean, when Holly, I got signed on with Holly, we have a, we have a department of, it's called Motor Life and it's just articles, it's writers and journalists and they just are constantly writing them. It's a gr really great, get lost in the articles, they're really great. Um, but my boss, um, Alex, he came to me and he said, I, I asked Evan, um, Evan Perkins to have one of his writers like reach out to you and see if we can make something about women in wheels. So Holly even did a whole article on us. Um, 
And I just thought, they're not doing this because I'm just a really nice person or a really... I'm really good at my job. Right. Yeah. Like, they don't think that... And, and that kind of, like, installed some confidence in us. Mm-hmm. And Because at the beginning, like, we didn't know what we were doing. We, this whole thing's been a learning experience. It has. Yeah. Well, and two years is not a long time mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, right? It's you look not. back and you're like, we just had that conversation with Chase. And now it's gone from, hey, can we just do like mm-hmm. sponsor and give you a couple hundred dollars a week or whatever it is? And now you're like legit on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it, it's like, gone from this to like, now we have an operation. Yeah. And yeah. I think like we have a family. Like yeah. the street car takeover people are like family to us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, shoot, if Chase called us and needed help, we'd pack up and drive to Omaha, you know, yeah. Nebraska. Like, there's such, and they, they have, I'm really weird about networking. I'm really weird about meeting kind of like those, those high up people in the industry because I think that in the age of social media and content and audiences and followers, it can be so. I never ever want someone to think I'm using my connection with them for something else. Yeah declining the ladder you know because I don't I don't I believe in networking yeah and I believe networking is a phenomenal tool but it's got to work both ways but it's it's yeah and there's people that we've met like Kyle Loftus mm. from 1320 um I've got nothing to offer him mm. but you know we've formed a um I'm also not on this podcast being like oh yeah me and Kyle we're, we're best friends <laughs> no not at all yeah. but we have had some really fun times with him and Matt and Fred and the whole crew um that I just, I couldn't, I mean, how long have you been watching 1320? Yeah, it's going a long time. Long yeah. time, like, and it's, it's very surreal to think that. So this, just the life that we live is so, I just constantly, I feel like every month I'm like, you know who just followed me on Instagram? Like, you know who just, like, when you messaged me on Instagram, I was like, yes, who just messaged me? And, because um, yeah. it's, it's, so, it's such a, like, we're both people who don't inherently, like, want, like, I don't want to be Instagram famous. He doesn't want to be, we don't want to be like, but we enjoy what we do and we want that to be like women. I want women in wheels to be so big and so successful, but I don't want Sophie Fox to be so big and, and, right. and it's I want the community. Yes. And yeah, not you. Yeah, I want yeah. the work to speak for itself and how we have grown in the last, I can't even, honestly, it feels like two years. It feels like two weeks, but it also feels like 50 years. Yeah. Um, because we don't really get in like an off season. I feel like we just, we work hard and everything. And that's what I think people don't understand about these businesses. It's like, you've got to be so strategic and you've got to be so meticulous with how you spend your time and money. And like, we just did a big merch merchandise drop for January because January's our deadest year of, uh, excuse me, the deadest month of the year. And like, I've been stressing all holiday season, trying to figure out how we can keep the lights on. Cause I'm always, always got to make sure that everyone on the team is paid and all the bills are paid and the, vend- the vendors, most important part, the vendors are paid. And the fact, it's just, it's just crazy. The fact that we've gone from a small, I've, I went from begging people to listen to me about women in wheels and the women's class to not even being able to like answer all the emails in a timely fashion mm-hmm. because so many people are like, I, I saw what you're doing and I love it and I want to get involved and I want to add X amount more money onto your pot. And I want to like BTR last year, they came to us and they were like, our original payout for each event was uh, 500 bucks. That's an 80, 20 split. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I remember just getting an email from them one day and being like, yeah, we don't think 500 is enough. We think you should have a thousand dollar pot at every event. And I was like, well, BTR, I would love to. Yeah. But I'm like, not trying to dig myself into a hole here. And they sponsored us to double our pot. It's amazing. At mm-hmm. every event. And I was just was like, I was so blown away. I was like, what have, and it's like one of those things where you sit and like, what have we done to deserve this? Yeah. It's a, it's been a very surreal learning experience, I think. Well, and I think you realize once you travel together and you realize that you meet all these people and they come up to you and you realize that clearly there has been a need for this for such a long time. And now mm. they're so appreciative of you because someone like you has actually gone out and done it, right? And someone who's in a position like you, you don't have kids, you don't have a dog, you can literally drop anything and go to Texas, to wherever. Like, that's not many people are willing to do that. Not many people are willing to do that together as mm-hmm. well, right? Which is the great thing about both of you because, you know, it would have sucked, right? If you look back, if you're at this point now and you look back two years ago and you decided not to do it, mm. right? If you could have yeah. seen where you'd have been, you know what I mean? Like, Whatever you know, it. both of you, yeah. And, and like, it says a lot about both of you in your relationship to say, you know what? I know this is going to make us extremely uncomfortable because it's not yeah. cheap. We don't, you know, risk is never easy to do. But the fact that you were like, you know what? We can do this. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the fact that we're going to go for it, yeah. like even for you to just call Chase and just say, hey, or have a meeting and just say, hey, I want to sponsor this. Like just that initial like domino, whatever it is that goes. And then, you know, then you really like, oh, actually he wants us to travel. And then you have that conversation. Like that conversation could have gone the opposite way. Oh, fast, right? Gosh, like, no, yeah. I'm not doing this. We're not doing that. Like, because it's scary. Yeah. Like, you know, anybody will do that. It's scary. No matter what, if it's drag racing or anything, you're like, no, we're going to go on a legit full schedule around the country. And it's going to cost, you know, if I went home today and said to my wife, Hey, like the podcast has been sponsored or whatever. It doesn't have a sponsor, but the podcast has been, you know, I, I've just signed a schedule to go on the road, you know, to eight events next year. She's like, there's no way you're doing that. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's going to cost $10,000. And I remember chance. telling his parents about it who had absolutely no... I, 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 when I said they had no understanding of drag racing, it was just because they, they just didn't, sure. didn't, didn't know the sport. So, you know, and I just remember vividly that they were like, this isn't going to work. And which, it, that's an accurate response to your yeah. child and your daughter-in-law telling you, telling you you're going to just invest everything and just balls to the walls, mm-hmm. see if it sticks. And um, they, they, you know, they weren't mean about it whatsoever, but they were just like, really think about this. Yeah. And um, they were doing what any parent would have done. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And if our and kid like, said that to us, <laughs> yeah. I would, Go on in. I would Go say the it. same thing. Absolutely. And I just, but I just remember thinking... If I have to take a night job stocking shelves to make this work, like you can't, you can't go into something half-ass it and just be like, well, it didn't work. Oh well. Like if we were gonna do it, we were gonna commit. Yeah. So if it failed, I could comfortably sleep at night mm-hmm. knowing we gave it our absolute best and it just didn't work and that's just how it works sometimes yeah, and yeah. I mean I love love to say this but I have like eight failed businesses mm-hmm. before Women on Wheels because yeah. nothing worked and probably a lot of them I really didn't give my all to so well that's the thing you yeah. didn't find like that's you know you, you look back and you're like I really wasn't into this as much right. right now you're like like you said you will scrub floors at the middle of the night mm-hmm. if you have to absolutely yeah. and like and I, I think it was because I believed so much in what we had and I think what I always tell people I think what we have is so special and unique mm-hmm. and not like we as in us but like this community yeah, yeah, we yeah. built like it's such a special bond really it's really awesome it really is and like and like it really ch- it 
it changes the way you think. So there's, there's, there's times where we have like a really terrible time getting to an event and sure. we just, it's just a, oh, I'm tired. I want to be in my own bed. I want to be yeah. in my own, I don't want to take RV showers that are like, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. You know, I want to, yeah. you know, have fun with it. And, but, and there's times you're just absolutely miserable and then you get the women's cast going and then you just see all these ladies who just like never thought for a second that they would ever be able to sit in the lanes and try to race. Yeah. And, it just it, it just it changed your whole mood like well and, and I assume they're not just out there doing a parade like they're competing you yes. know what I mean like they're not oh, out there just like oh the yeah. girl ladies race is on everyone just kind of watch out and clap like right. no it's like it's competitive yeah and some of the girl cars are probably competing in the men's class too right? and yeah. most oh, yeah. of them yeah. do yeah, yeah. 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 We, but we do have some that come up like that have come up to our booth and have straight up said to us I would have never done this if you guys weren't doing what you're doing so like those people you know like the, they they might even come in and be in like a Hyundai Elantra and join our class because you can do that because yeah. the way we have it set up is um, you set your own time and you just can't break out of it. Mm-hmm. So like if you're going up, if, let's say you run 10s, person next to you runs 8s, you know, they're going to have a, a head start. So like it's really up to the light and you have to get there first without breaking out. So like it, it's challenging and it's competitive. But yeah. let's say they come in in a Hyundai Elantra and then they get hooked and they go buy a car and like now you have um, more people in the industry. Yeah. Like now they're going to be going buying stuff from Holly. Like, well, and then you don't get drag races closing down all around the country. Exactly. Either. It's you know, growing too, right? Like there's it's it's bringing it in. Were you were you surprised how many like couples are involved in this when you jump when you're on the tour and go to the events and stuff? We um so we like had mates in the industry and like we we joked that we like both have a we're both in a group chat and yeah. every single man in his group chat is married to the one the every <laughs> single yeah, woman in my group chat yeah. so we have like we have like the girls and the boys and like we went to pri all together um in december so like we knew of so many couples in the industry which i think is fun like i think that's really fun um but it was i think what really shocked me was you have people like um ron moen who is the owner of vengeance racing in, in atlanta uh, well just north of atlanta georgia and he has one of the i mean arguably one of the most well-known performance shops in the country and he I was, I was shaking in my boots asking him if he would consider sponsoring us and he was like no I'm trying to get my wife into racing I absolutely love this I'm going to sponsor and we even had Misty um, she has a, a so V2 coupe um obviously not stock that thing is wicked and she is an extraordinarily talented racer already and she even came up to me at the uh at the event in alabama this last year and she said i just don't want to i'm just don't want to do the bracket style racing i just want to do the heads up style and i said well if i brought a heads up race out to charlotte would you come and she was like i'll be there so we have like I just I think that's my favorite thing in the world is you is you is you have these like arguably like shop owners or uh, you know men who have been in the industry for so long and they've raised and they have a wife or they have a daughter or they have a girlfriend who has just kind of been like pit crew and they just have been to twenty tracks but they don't realize how fun it is and they don't realize how it attainable it is because they're seeing their husband or whoever get into this car with their fire suit and the of the vents and the the cage and the this and that and the clutch that has the or the tr- uh, the shifter that yeah, has the yeah, three yeah. knobs on them and they're just like, I can't do that because I know girl same I can't do that either but 
that's why we make it right. achievable. We even, we even had some like professional bracket racers race with us, but not bring their car. Like they'll bring their grocery getter yeah. because you don't need to be fast to win. And I think that's really, we've really sold the point home this season of, I mean, you just don't have to be a race team right. or, you know, your husband being a shop owner. Like you don't have to have this backing that so many people in the industry do. Like, I mean, it's a it, drag racing can be boiled down to a money game yeah, at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some people just don't have that. And sure, like it's fun to watch those, you know, twin turbo Lamborghinis battle it out. Like it is absolutely fun. Yeah. But this is way above my pocketbook. Like right, I could never. Those level. underground racing things are a bulletproof. They're a joke, right? It's, like, it's not like to me, that's not street racing. It's <laughs> not even attainable yeah. to right. most, but that doesn't mean it's not like entertaining or fun. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but it's like this like unique perspective on another area of drag racing. Yeah. Like you can easily, and you just, the responses that we get from the women who race and the women who is crazy because we have these group chats because the PA systems at most of these tracks suck. So I collect everyone's number and we have a group chat. And it's so crazy because at every single race at the end of the event, you have every girl in there texting like, I had so much fun. I would have never have done this without you guys. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I cannot wait till you come back. I'm going to, I'm going to, we had this one girl in a sixth gen, like Camaro SS and, uh, uh, you know, relatively fun, quick car, not anything crazy, but not anything slow. And she was like, I already have a list of the mods I'm going to do. And like, all I can think of as an employee of like Holly, like yeah. it's you're, you're, you're going to go to companies and you're going to purchase their products who that's going to keep them in business. Who's going to keep, um, you know, the manufacturer in business. It's going to keep the fabricators in business. Like it's, it's, there's never anything bad about getting more people, just people involved, mm-hmm. getting more kids involved, you know, women, men involved. And, you know, how many, how many chicks do you think we had this year? Who's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to invest. I'll be back next year. I'm going to be faster next year. Blah, blah, blah. Like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you tap into that competitive edge, right? You and really do. Back. Yeah. You're challenging people. And it's straight, especially with like the drag racing thing. Like it's a time sometimes, isn't it? So you're like, this clear it's not like oh yeah i did better last year but this year no it's like that no it's a number it's black and white this is this is you know the time you set mm-hmm. like and that's you know it's, it's it's very quantifiable how good or bad you are yeah right? and it's it's really impressive like um i have a couple couple girls who have raced with us a lot that i kind of use as like my poster children mm-hmm. and um, um our point series champion from this year jamie flora she's out of bowling green kentucky she um in 20, like in our first season, 2021, she had, her husband races a lot. He's very good at what he does. And she got a car, got a Mustang. She felt like she'd give it a shot. And she had never won a single drag racing event ever. And she won her hometown women's class, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And she just was like, couldn't even believe it. Yeah. And then she came back this year and she swept the floor, won seven out of eight events, took That's home amazing. the point series championship just because she got hooked that bad and she doesn't come from money or a a shop backing her like this was just a husband and wife who were like we're gonna win and I love that like I like my biggest thing is like we're not eyewash this is not participation trophies you don't get an award to just show up but if you do show up I'm gonna I'm gonna help you we'll help you stage we'll help you understand the light like 
yeah, if you like, you know, some people roll their eyes at that and I'm like, that's fine because when I started drag racing, I had him with me. Yeah. Some girls don't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, some girls are really coming out by themselves. Mm-hmm. We've had that too, yeah. where they just show up on their own. Yeah. And then like, if you need to like the lights, those different types, styles of lights in drag racing, you get a pro tree, sportsman tree, blah, blah, blah. And we go off of a 400 pro tree. So I will sit there at our driver's meetings and I will, I will like dumb it down. Yeah. I'm like, so I need that. Like I needed him to tell me, like I needed him to treat me like a five-year-old. I'm like, I need you to tell me this is such complicated stuff. Mm -hmm. So tell me it in like the easiest way you possibly can. Yeah. And so I, I teach girls as if I was teaching myself because again, I need need it dumbed down. So it's easier that way. And like, I will, there's been times where I have physically pulled them into the beams myself. I'll tell them, I'm like, hiss, stop right here. Okay, go. Okay, hold. Okay, now go. Like, you know, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I think when you take out, when you grow up around a track and you, or you grow up going to a track and you, you're familiar with the etiquette of the track, like you, you, you but if you've never been, scary place you've never oh been. Oh my right? gosh, you're worried about being in the wrong place, blah, blah, blah. And, and like, I Especially w- actually competing like yeah. at an event, that's scary in itself. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And uh, so we offer like two qualifying passes beforehand. Um, and then there's open test and tune before the race. So like you can kind of get your jitters out, mm-hmm. but we really like dumb it down because some girls just don't know. And like, it would break my heart to know that they f- didn't come because they just didn't understand the light yeah. or they were just confused about something like I will. That's why, that's why we, uh, um, God himself sent an angel and that is our employee Sheree. And she is the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. And she holds our booth down. She does all of our sales and she, so that me and Tana can go and be in the lanes and help women and blah, blah, blah. And, um, but yeah, no, that's really how this, this works. But it's so funny because we get a few newbies each class, but we have made the class so fun and so such a great environment and there's such great prizes to be won that we just we have women who have been racing for like 10 years who just only want to run our class because we, you know we added the point series so however you do in an individual event you could win points and then at the end of the season you win an extra three grand yeah and a big trophy like so we make it competitive for seasoned races to feel like it's not again like participation award kind of things but simple enough for newbies to also race and it's so it's so exciting because we've had like i guess you could say like very well known female racers race with us and like you you have these kind of newer girls who are like oh my god like i'm lined up next to her like this is so cool like i follow her and and i think that it's you know it's such a wholesome community it really is and i and there's like that preconception of like women are catty and jealous and blah 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 and I I mean that exists everywhere you go and people are just that way um but we really have like a no like we have like a zero tolerance on that kind of stuff and because of that we've able to really blossomed into this amazing community and you'll see girls that we we knew in Arizona that race with us interacting with girls on social media that we knew in North Carolina and now they're like Instagram friends and everyone is just supporting each other. And I just, I like, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. That's super cool. So like last, so last, last year was like your first full season then, I yes. guess. Mm-hmm. And now this year, obviously you're lined up, ready to go and 
get do it again. Know, do it again soon in 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 what a few weeks probably. But what stands out like looking back at like those those obviously you said the North Carolina event for Utah was like hey this is like a real big moment for mm-hmm. us because I get it now. Mm-hmm. Is there any others that you're like wow like this was cool <clears> because I saw you know this person this car whatever like what stands out for you so far in the last two years that's like this is a moment for me like I got to jump in this car I got to see this person I mean you know we're all car people right so like there's always everyone's car feeling or bike feeling is different like you know you're like oh my gosh I knitted it out because I saw this person like Sophie I saw your Instagram you were driving a GT3 RS mm-hmm. which is dangerous because I've driven one and now I want to spend $300,000 so it's funny Same. like I briefly moved that that Porsche um, because I couldn't adjust can't adjust the seats um, so I couldn't reach the pedals and I was like Perhaps I don't drive this because I cannot afford this. So I'm just going to, I had to move it around a car park that we were in. Um, But yeah, no, I think one of the things that stands out for me was Ice Cream Cruise. That was definitely a good one. 1320 does their own Ice Cream Cruise. And it's, ironically, there's no ice cream involved. It's, um, It's a massive massive three-day event in um, uh, Iowa, I-29 Dragway, and it's uh, hosted by Kyle and the whole 1320 crew, and there's massive food vendors. There's a huge car show. People come from all over the country to this. Um, there's there's some drag racing, but it's like a no-prep eighth mile, and the crowd was so unbelievably insane. Like, we got there way early to set up, and I was like, I just don't see how, you know, this gets so packed. And then, oh my God, by like two days in, I was like, I can't see even people. I was can't like, oh my God. Yeah, no, that was, that was, that was in, like the first event for us outside of Street Got Takeover. And that was so amazingly fun to go and do. That one's cool because like anything you can think of, you'll see it there. Like the most wild things to like the most common things. And it's it's just a, that one. There's just a vibe at the ice cream cruise that I don't I don't know how to explain that one. Well, you got to bring your bike. Yeah, I did bring my bike to that one. Uh, I don't know. Ice cream. That one's just cool. Why, um, why is it called ice cream cruise? Um, I think there's a. There, I think it, it it goes back to like back in the day when they first started it. I think there was like something tied in with ice cream there. Like I think there was ice cream trucks. Or, okay. I, someone may listen to this and be like you're wrong but yeah because I said the same my friend one of my best friends Lex she goes to it every single year and she convinced us to go to it and then um, right before Ice Cream Cruise was a thing we went we're at, we were at Denver Street Car Takeover and Kyle and the 1320 crew were there and he was looking at um, Tanner's bike that he we lugged his bike up to Bandemir and he was like, oh, how fast is this going? He's like, oh, it goes like this, blah, blah, blah. And it, so he had actually asked Talon to bring his bike so he could race Kyle in his R8, in his, oh, nice. his built yeah. R8. Yeah. It was like a best two out of three. How was that? I won. <laughs> nice. no, it was actually a really good race, actually. Yeah. It, it was cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah. Uh, I'd definitely do it again. Every single video of them racing, um, Tanner's wind light goes on and then just a split second later oh, Kyle's goes on super close though. yeah definitely if it, well that was eighth mile if it was quarter mile he would have flew past yeah, me yeah. yeah he would have got you on the top end but no that was that was that was like something that I thought was really cool that one does, definitely stands out yeah because yeah. it was almost like a full circle for you because uh, you were involved in a 1320 video back in the day weren't you yeah. like they kind of briefly included you in one of the OKC ones yeah a long time ago what year do you think that was 2017 yeah 16 so then you it's and that's crazy because then it's like all these years later 
like Kyle's making it like a point to like to race you, to race you yeah. and like to have fun and like they're great great people and but yeah it was just really really crazy yeah where does it go from here what do you want I mean you just said like I want to make this the biggest thing ever like how do you do that how do you go full and how do you you know raise more money get more sponsors buy your own anything you want you know how do you get to that next level gosh um because two years in is nothing right like how do we 10 years from now like what do you want this to look like that's the craziest part for me because i always think about that like i always want to be involved with streetcar takeover because of everything that they've done for us provided for us they've never charged us they've never asked for a vendor fee they've never asked for they always give us the best vendor spots to sell our merch at like what they have done for us there's no feasible way I would ever turn around and be like, all right, thanks for everything. Bye. You know, and plus, like I said, they're family to us. Like Mm -hmm. we enjoy going to these events partly because we enjoy hanging out with them. And, um, but you know, I had a conversation with one of our potential sponsors the other day and he had, he had mentioned like, so do you want to do your own thing? Blah, blah, blah. And I just like, think about it. I don't know what really, but I do know that this year is the first year that we're actually getting paid by other series to come and bring the women's cost to them because they have seen how, like I always make it a point to post like our drivers meeting, like a group shot of all the girls and the costs are just like our first, our biggest cost in, uh, 2021 was, um, 12, I think 12 or 13. It was OKC mm-hmm. November. And then that this year we had 24 in Colorado, mm-hmm. Colorado of all places. Like I just thought that was the craziest thing. We had multiple 20 plus classes. So Charlotte, Denver. Yeah. Alabama, what do we have? Like 16? Oh my God, Alabama was huge. And so I think all of these series are paying attention to not only that we're getting women involved, but we're retaining women. They're coming back. Mm-hmm. They're, and from a, from a marketing standpoint, they're coming buying a tech card and an entry. They're bringing three people with them. Those three people are buying entries and food. And, you know, it's, it's, we're bringing a lot to the series that we involve ourselves with. So like I said, this year we've been invited and we've, you know, someone, uh, streetcar bragging rights invited us to come out in May to South Carolina. I was kind of telling him, I was like, look, love you guys. Love what you do. But South Carolina, man, that's like 20 hours one way for us. Like, it's a long way. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, we're, we're going to pay you to come out. And then all of the buybacks from this class, you'll keep. And then we'll give you a vendor spot, a really good vendor spot. And you get to make all your merch money and we're not going to charge you. And I just was like, how, how have we got here? Like, I just think it, sometimes I forget that we're not just like a little Facebook group anymore. And like someone from Alaska will like buy a bunch of our merch. And I'm just like, how have you heard of us? Who, who are you? Like, it's like, it's the, it's very humbling. It's, and it's really exactly what we set out to do because I see a lot of women try to do like women's courses and I'm very supportive about the women's courses. I think like if if like there's a seat for everyone at the table Mm -hmm. if you are eating good at the table it means there's room for me to eat at the table so i love that i don't think that there should be one thing only um i know the nmra they have their own women's class but i think i see a lot of them fail because they don't understand how to not not that we're like geniuses of it but we've kind of like plug and played with it to see what works um but a lot of it has been, how do we mold this class to fit as many people as we absolutely possibly can? Like, how do we dedicate ourselves to getting 
more women, like uh, three principles for me, getting more women involved at, at kind of like the grassroots level and then celebrating the women who are involved, who have kind of like blazed the trail for us, mm-hmm. who are doing inc- incredible things by themselves, who, you know, don't need us. No one needs us, but, and then getting more, we sponsor kids, we sponsor under 18 races, um, junior dragster races, some go-kart races that's a big thing for us too so however we can it's what you give back to the community mm-hmm. I don't want to see tracks close I don't mm-hmm. want to see people go out of business with their machine shops and you know car park places like I don't want to see anyone go out of business and close and because then it just like it just it's it just it's funneling down the industry yeah and you just want to you want to see it grow you don't want to see it I want to see tracks being built mm-hmm. I don't want to see tracks being turned into Amazon like mazes you yeah, know what I mean apartment complexes apartment complexes like you know there's so much so much like I'm not a realtor I don't understand property but there's I just see so much property that could be used for things yeah. but you're going off to these and I get it like that stuff's expensive mm-hmm. expensive to run a track and when you're not coming out to mm-hmm. you know support the tracks I get it I really do and our local track just got sold thankfully to a family who is going to continue the track operations. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Good. I did see it was for sale. Yes. They, they bought it and this is through the grapevine so please don't like yeah. um, hold me to this but I think that I heard that they're going to give it like X amount of time with track operations to see if it can be sustainable and then if it is they'll continue it and if it isn't then it won't be a track anymore so this is really like go time like yeah, support yeah. your tracks you know um, so it's happening everywhere yeah, yeah, it, it, is, yeah. it is absolutely and like it's just like what you know you got to leave the world better than you found it mm-hmm. you got to get more people involved in things that i think are quite cool <laughs> yeah well and it's really cool to like i said like people paying you to go to events now and then you'll go into other events and like you know you're being invited to events as a vendor because like they really want you there because they see the value that you bring right that just reinforces the fact that like what you're doing is the right thing because mm-hmm. you know it's different when you're calling them saying hey we do this blah, blah blah like can we please set up a booth somewhere just throw us in the corner i don't care just let us come in yeah to hey we love what you do like you guys are crushing it you know like we'd, we'd love to invite you out like that's a totally different conversation mm. right it's very it's very humbling yeah. because i mean i feel like we scraped the barrel yeah to start mm. our first yeah. year and and just to have these giants come to you mm-hmm. both of us and say man what you're doing is just phenomenal awesome. i love yeah. it like let's do more of it and that's it's just yeah. a motivation to keep going yeah yeah right so you're like you're like this is what we can do in two years with like minimal budget right like what can we do in five what can we do in mm-hmm. ten like you know how can we do this and make it better and grow the community and you know sell merch or have you know dinners like it's it's amazing how it sounds like it started like a book club right it's like it hey we're just gonna go grab dinner club. together right it like did, yeah you know, like it's it was so like potlucks and yeah and you know typical girl stuff it right? really <laughs> was and the craziest thing was like half the time we didn't even talk about cars right you just yeah you, you just, just would it was yeah. just girlfriends getting together and you know leaving the kids at home mm-hmm. and having fun and like it just didn't matter like we had girls who were into drifting or into autocross into all sorts of like but it's like we had that kind of like that solid bond of hey if you start telling me like what kind of suspension you're going to go with next season like I'm going to be able to follow you and that is kind of as a woman like it's a validating feeling because something I love about my husband I probably don't tell him enough is um he has never been condescending or like made me feel 
like less than him when it comes to conversations about cards. Like there's times where like we'll be talking about something and he'll be like, wait, was was that the C6 or was that was that the C7 that had that? And I'll be like, oh, I think it's the C7. He said, actually, yeah. I think you're right. Like he, I get treated like an equal yeah. and I know that there are so many women um, who are like afraid to have that conversation or afraid to ask for help. And I just think if you have a really solid foundation of, of a community, I think that you uh, you can you can do you can do a lot with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, dream car list or dream car, whatever to finish up. Just because I love that answer, asking that question. Oh, if you guys crush it next year or this year in a few years, like what is that first purchase? It could be a bike, it could be a car. Like, what are you buying? The first thing you can buy with the money, what are you getting? Is that a tough one? What kind of budget are we talking? Just anything? Yeah, I mean, like, okay, give me two. One that's attainable. Like, if you guys, okay, if we hit our goals next attainable. year, like, or in the next three or four, you know, mm-hmm. s- let's say sub $300,000, yeah. uh, and then let's go, like, out of nowhere, money, no object. Uh, Mercedes AMG GTS for attainable. Mm-hmm. Would love to have one of those. Uh, What's uh, your unattainable? A, a, a recent guest is going to be selling his soon. <laughs> Connor. Oh, okay, because oh, I know... We know, we know Bryson's on his right now. His, his is a GT, right? He is a white GTS. I think, I think Bryson's a GT. Uh, Bry- Bryson, the, the blue one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, Connor, who was on recently, is he's like, sell every, he keeps a car for a year. His white GTS is up Ooh. for sale I believe. Don't tell him that, please. <laughs> I'm kidding. Maybe, I think it's at the end of this year. It might be at the end of next year, but it, whatever year we're in now, it's coming. So. What's your unattainable? Or like your dream, not unattainable, but your dream. Probably GT3 RS. Oh, God, that really was a nice car. Those cars are awesome. They they feel so good. I don't know. That was a driving experience I felt in no other car. That's the problem when you drive a Porsche for the first time. You're like, oh, I get it. They're now. so good. I get it now. Like, everyone, like, rages about these things. And you're like, yeah, but it's just a 911. It looks like an old Beagle, whatever. No, drive please one. drive. It just blends in traffic, you know what I mean? Like, you can't really, like, it's not yeah, like a... That's what I like about them. Yeah. It's not like a Lambo or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, show off. But it doesn't feel like a Lambo for all the right reasons. Yeah, it's, it's done extremely well. Um, so, so we, I had driven Bryson's, which is just the GT, I think. Mm-hmm. And oh, that like I love that um attainable well so both the things I really want are attainable but I really want like a 60s Lincoln Continental yes like slammed slammed murdered out like the story headliner just something and like I don't even care about power plant like it'd be cool to have something like really cool there's a guy on Instagram who has one that his is electric what yeah and it's badass he just That's cruises crazy. in it like it's just that a lot of the guys with classic cars are going electric now because like they just don't want to deal with oh I said I don't blame you it's, it's also yeah. not something you're really taking across like yeah. cross country no absolutely absolutely love like the big body like you know the Cadillac Coupe de Ville's mm-hmm. and stuff apps always just wanted really like a mobster car on something just you know slammed just something White walls. oh yeah something you just mm-hmm. something you just take out and you just feel like have the dice in the in the hanging from the mirror. <laughs> million dollars, you yeah. know. What I mean, like I have, and we've there was a uh, there was a Coupe de Ville that came out for sale on marketplace, just you know junk. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those things where you're like, maybe we get something it's to work be the lifetime on. Project. Yeah. But then it's going to turn into a lifetime <laughs> yeah. project. So I'm like, yeah. we really just have to like wait and save. But mm-hmm. um, we we agree on two things. Where our car tastes are night and day. Mm-hmm. But there's only two things in the world that we agree on, and it's. You know, like a, a big body classic or a... Uh, Blackout mob car. Well, that, but like a uh, F- 18 plus F-150 single cab. 
Oh, with a oh, 10 speed mm-hmm. modded out yeah those things are great those things are wicked yeah. I absolutely love I always love single cab trucks because um, there's so much room in that engine bay to oh add anything God. you want they are so They're wicked so good yeah especially the 18 plus F-150s that people have just been like going crazy on like I've seen people like swap out because you can't really get like nice interiors in them because they're not really a desirable truck like you're gonna get the Raptor interior in it what mm-hmm. Ford, you can just fit it out with a Raptor interior. I didn't. I haven't seen that oh, yet. Wow. But I thought I seen like I seen like yeah. Platinums and uh, King Ranch Raptor interiors. Speed, Raptor steering wheel, Raptor seats. Oh, that would be wicked mm-hmm. to put in a cool. in a truck. But yeah, uh, old Cletus Garrett, he had one of those for his giveaway, and every time we posted it, and we were just like, God, I want that thing so bad. So it's they're so wicked. So that that's like a that's like an attainable thing that I I would love to have in the next few years, mm-hmm. but. I mean, I don't really think I have, like, an unattainable. Because, like, I always think about it. It's like, that's, like, an ongoing joke that I want a G-Wagon. And I love G-Wagons. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to spend 160k on a G-Wagon. There's... Well, the good thing is you can buy one from the 90s that's the same shape. It's the same <laughs> like, sh- It's the same material. It's, what yeah. are we playing at? Like, it's the same. Like, like yeah. I love the newer one. I love the 17, 18 plus ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just think that they are... They are Crazy money. F- of themselves for asking for that kind of money because it's, it's like a it's an ongoing joke I, I do love G-Waggers I think they're so wicked and I think I have uh, we have a mate who has one who like goes off-roading with it yeah. like what you're supposed to use, use them for yeah and I think that they're wicked but like you give me 170,000 nuts I'm not spending that on a box no, with I'm wheels gonna go buy a GT3. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go buy something fun like yeah. yeah so everything that I like I feel like like it's just like old stuff yeah I just like I think, just, I think that's really where I'm like I've come into like my core taste mm-hmm. is there stuff that I just see like like the big body classics and I'm just that's what I want yeah that's what I want <laughs> definitely so finishing up then looking into the new season uh, what is is there one new event that you guys are like oh wait, this is gonna be the first time going we can't wait to get there so, uh, or just one event that you have on the schedule, like this is a new one for us. Like it might, you might have been there before, but you're really involved this time. So we, um, so yes, I'm gonna make it a quick answer. Um, we this year, well, I say this year, 2022, we introduced a class called Queen of the Track, and it's a heads up class for ladies who have you know more experience have have more modded cars who really want a chance to kind of go all out fast heads up first to the finish just wins and so i was like you know i'll make it i'll make a heads up cost and uh we had a really good success with it and we had a lot of we had seven second cars compete with us like women and i just think that's phenomenal um so this year at one of the Denver events, because we've been to Denver, we've been to Bentamere, we like the track a lot, but we're introducing like a queen of the mountain. Oh, so nice. it's going to be mm-hmm. kind of like our queen of the track, but on steroids. And they're going to get like an engraved sword to win. And it's going to be like, who's the fastest like in the Rockies, you know what I mean? So I'm quite excited for that because it's an invite only event. So you can't just sign up for it. You got you got to be invited to it. Um, so I'm, that's probably what I'm most excited about this year. Definitely excited for that one. I'm excited to go to Bristol finally. Oh, yeah. Hopefully it doesn't rain out this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, we tried to go to Bristol twice now, and every time the tennis, it's supposed to be one of the, it's not supposed to be, it is one of the most beautiful tracks mm-hmm. uh, view-wise, and uh, it's rained out both, both times we've tried to go. Honestly, I'm just pretty pumped to do all of it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just take it as it comes, go with it. Sick. Well, I, I love what you guys have done. I think it's awesome. I mean, 
it's no brainer that you know to have you on to share your story and we're two years in like i can't wait to do this again every year really i'd love to do it and yeah let's do a year-end recap oh we'd love so, that yeah just to kind of keep it going and just kind of see like the progress and how things are going and you know what car you end up in next year and whatever it is like it's exciting what bike you show up in next year mm-hmm. i mean it could be anything but for people listening i'll put the links to both of your instagrams in the description and women and wheels usa will be below and also the website and the facebook page so if any man or woman's listening if a man's listening send your wife girlfriend to this um and you can now bring her to the track you have an excuse to bring her to the track because she has something to do yes Um, (laughs) and yeah if there's women listening to this um like you were listening to this which i it's always mad to me that like not mad to me but like you know when you're a guy who has a podcast about cars you never think a woman's gonna listen to it um my wife doesn't listen to any of the podcasts i do (laughs) but if you're a woman listening reach out to tanner and sophie in in some form and they will get you sorted out and go buy a t-shirt support the cause and join the community yeah thank you for people listening yeah i appreciate it for you listening we'll catch you next episode cheers